podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need Robin stealing. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster, <laughs> and this is the Whistle Bros. Back after a fortnight. Sorry we were with you last week. The floodlights failed, but we are with you now. And um, as a direct result, I believe, I, I think we can safely say, we've got three gargantuan guests to basically fill up that space that was Gar- no podcast last week. Gargantuan? Gargantuan. It's better than gargantuan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Does it not give it more gravitas? <laughs> um, one of them, <laughs> he's full of joy and mucus, uh, and he's not been around for old Kevin Day. And the other two are simply husks of men, because only a day and a half ago, they had bow ties on and were embarrassing themselves at the PFA Awards. Now, I'm guessing that was the case, but we'll find out in a moment's time because it's Martin Gritton, Kevin Day, and Anna Alga join us for the podcast today. Yeah, I, um, I was the one that wasn't at the yeah, and, and, PFA yes. Awards. Well, you wouldn't have been invited, Kevin. Well, you used to get invited, you and me in the old days, until... Did well, we you, go? You, yes, we did once. You know what happened. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Apologies in advance, by the way. I've got a cold and hay fever and altitude fever from looking at the league table. So <laughs> I'm slightly bunged up all around. It's why he's, ble- it's why he's bleeding from my nostril. <laughs> but um, that was one of the reasons we got chucked out of the PFA. Oh anyway, yeah, anyway. yeah but that, was, that was that. And that, yeah, but that was that was a, that was on the mezzanine floor, Kevin. How could that have possibly happened? Um, but Marty Gritton and, and, and Martin, the, the beauty of. of, of, of Mr. Martin Gritton, he's obviously, you know, he's an old pro. God bless him for being that. But um, there he was, and, and he represents one nice little corner of that PFA room that will forever be you and your muckers, won't it? And the back corner. So who, were, yeah, so, so who, who was your table this time around? Uh, so it's, the, you know, the ex-pros that I played with and a few of the usual faces. Um, uh, Alan joined us this year. Which Mr. Is, Alan yeah, was actually so, on, their t- on that yeah, table. On yeah. that well, table. The rarefied we, we atmosphere. Yep. Yeah. By default. So, uh, yeah, we, we all kind of find our way. We congregate at the back. So it's. Um, Do you sit there chuntering about the people getting the awards and going, oh, every, yeah. everyone was better in my day? Pouring scorn yeah. over every. <laughs> any, any, pouring more scorn than gravy. Yeah. <laughs> the music was much better in my day yeah. as well. When we were all there, it was. Martin, it was the, it was the most corner table. You, yeah. could, you could barely. I mean. Yeah. I didn't want anyone looking over our shoulders. Four of us were actually waiting staff because the table was. But it was it was it was hilarious. It was great fun being there because we saw um, we we saw the Leicester lot win, didn't we? And and we and we saw Wes Wes Morgan and Robert Oath being a back two even during the course of being at the PFA Awards because you had Robert Oath going like Wes 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 come on this way this way this because they were the bells of the ball. Now you two tell us. Kante and Ali, I guess, are the two big names. Are we comfortable with that as a decision-making process? I think I think it's right that they. I, I, people are saying that Ali shouldn't win young player because young players should be the first season that a, a player plays. But it's, people citing the NFL saying rookie of the year, you got a major debut in that year to be classed as rookie of the year. But it's not that, is it? It's well, we don't it's call an it rookie of the year. Yeah, so exactly. That's that. It's an established yeah. award. If it's if it's done on age, then he's eligible up until he's not. So and he's, and tw- he's definitely is, is he twenty one? 
Yeah, so um, so he's that was his last year of being eligible for the for the award, I guess. Well, mm. so he's he, you, you, you'd have to argue he did all right, didn't you? Yeah, two on the trot, and then I think Conte deserves it. In Hazard was there, I suppose second place is about right for him. I think they got it. I think they got it spot on. Do no you, Arsenal players in the team of the year, <laughs> which I think is about spot on as well. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think the football writers one will be different? I do, yeah. I think the the, the the thing I like about the players player one is just the, um, it's if you're respected that much by your fellow pros, mm. you know that you're you, putting you kind of have to assume it's a grudging respect at that level. I mean, it has to be, you know. Mm. Well, sometimes it's when you you know the flair players, but but in that case, you're like he's the guy I don't want to play against. But so that's the point about Conte, though, it, isn't it? Is that Conte yeah, is basically he's the guy he's that you want to play against. He's, he's the fella who will not attract attention, but as such, he's the least flamboyant choice, which yes, is interesting. That's what but, I mean, yeah. but I thought this season watching him, I mean, you can't tell just by watching until he. At Leicester, he stood out. He really stood out when he's doing it at Leicester. Chelsea, not so much so, but it's, it's I think interesting. that factors into the decision. I, yeah. think, you, I right. think you then go, well, look look at what's happened. Look at this massive dynamic shift that's happened to those mm. two clubs. And then you look at the reasons and the catalysts. And sometimes players get attention that don't deserve it. You know, some some... You know, some people will just, as you say, the football writers will be an interesting one because how they see the season and how it pans out, you know, they don't always see it the same way. And there's a certain narrative that a lot of them follow. And I, I don't like to say that because that's something that they, you know, no, that's fine. they're trying to avoid. Well, but well, no, well, no, that's, that's, fine. Because that's what journalists will do is that they will start a story because they think they know the end of it. Mm. So you, you need that about it. But it's interesting to fact, and, and obviously this is a Palace crowbar, really, but everyone talks about Sacco at Palace, but the most important one has been Milivojevic who you don't notice and, and very rarely gets picked out in by the journalist who's just been brought in to patrol in front of the back, the, the two centre-backs and has just pu- yeah. made everything completely I've, I've got a tiny, tiny bit of experience with this because when, when I worked in the conference, I used to have to pick the team of the year, yes, you did. player yeah. of the month, player of the season, things like that. And what I did, and I, I mean, some fans have got no clue about their club, but I think if you're watching a club week in, week out, and you're the local journalist for that club, that's what I used to do. I used to phone the local journalist at Kinderminster and he'd say, would you know what, our left back, every time he plays, I see him have a solid game. And you're right there, he wouldn't get picked out in a highlights programme or anything like that. So I I don't think you can be an overall, overarching knowledge of of every single player in the league, even a widely exposed league like the Premier League. I think there are still the uncovered gems at certain clubs where you say, well, their fans will know better because they followed them for 38 games and they do realise that that centre-back pair in his different class. So um, I, I think sometimes if you are in charge of that vote or you are voting, you really do need to sort of maybe sort of cede the power a bit. I'll tell you what's interesting about that as well, because because Kale, Gary Carroll making the PFA 11 was obviously their vote as well. And, and, and they, they, it's a weird, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer because they pick a 4-4-2 and you've got Louise and Carroll, uh, sorry, Louise and Kale, which wouldn't, would never work for Chelsea. Mm. But of course, that's the way they, they, all, they all shape up. Yeah, I think the Tottenham 2... Uh, can feel hard done by yeah, by right. that, and I mean it is right that you're not allowed to vote for player in your own Cap- team. You can't vote for your own yeah. team, and you get given the form as a four four two. So yeah. you get right. given. So you literally yeah, yeah. you, you fill in names in January yeah. as well, isn't it? Then you get the form yeah, really it's, early. It's, so it's, it's so early that you, the, these sort of anomalies happen, and yeah. you know that's. But was the, so was Vatonga not even in the? No, Alderweireld and Vatonga not not well, anyway. I mean, frankly, as a as I've a got something. The weird thing about this is that has been. The outstanding defender in the Premier League this but, season. Full but stop. I, no, but I, I must say, I've argued that Kale, because it, 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 there's nothing about Gary Kale that said he would be a, a defender 
in what was arguably to be the, the title winning team. He looked, he, looked, he looked an ordinary footballer when he turned up and I thought he was even more ordinary in the Chelsea team. So uh, I'll tell you what, he, he might have got his most improved player, which would be a weird job for someone who's probably 32 years but, old. But I, I, something I've been discussing today and uh, talking about sort of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain being offered a deal at Arsenal. I mean, most fans wanted him out a month ago. He's had three or four good games and now they're He said in. most, everybody. Most, yeah. We'll but, be back but, to that in a moment's <laughs> time. Meanwhile, back to Alan Alga. Well, there, was a, there was a debate over whether we should uh, pay him 100k a week or offload him to Liverpool for 30 million. But there's such a recency bias with fans. They only tend to... And I, I don't know why it is. I mean, it's probably prevalent across everything in human life as well as football. But to... to to say, right, okay, he's played a couple of good games, we think he's great. I think it comes down to when that voting sheet came out. Yeah. And it might have been just point, it yeah. might have just coincided with the fact that Cahill would have maybe even two, three good games yeah. that month. And Tottenham have only really come to prominence in the last month or so. Obviously not at the weekend, but just prior to that they were seen as the challengers yeah. challengers to Chelsea and everyone was focusing on their defence and how good it was. Sure. It's probably likely now that you're thinking, well, Vertonghen and Alderweireld, they'd have deserved it. But back when the forms are filled in, Chelsea are riding high at the top of the league and you think yeah, it's the I, other I, two. I don't want to shout out any myths, but there's not actually this level of smoking jacket thought about it. <laughs> no, see, no. Do, you know, do you know what happened? You are joking. Right, you get, you get it. So you, you get given a forms by your PFA rep who you don't like speaking to anyway. At this moment, this is going to be very sad if you like football. Right. The next couple of minutes. Go on, Mike. He'll dump, dump it on the table and they'll literally be untouched for a month, right? These forms. And he'll come in and go, I need to get these forms signed. <laughs> oh my someone, God. Someone fill them out. So he'll give him, he'll pass them oh, around. And someone? Some, <laughs> like, he'll literally, you oh, get to a point, this is particularly yeah. in our leagues. Got, and then you'll right, just yeah. go, who was the best? Who was the best in league? And league two, I like the way that, like Graham Carey, best player in the best player in league got in the team. But you'll just sit around and go, what was he like? Yeah. So there's this kind of, there's just Is, lack are of there players saying, that you're saying who did you put who yeah, did you absolutely. put absolutely <laughs> the best one the best one was getting FIFA World Player of the Year when I was at League 2 sat in a change and was going this is ridiculous I'm gonna I, didn't, I didn't mark Rivaldo <laughs> yeah, last week well, so. yeah messy now. let me think about that can, time can I, I, can again. I just establish mine were you invited to those awards as well <laughs> or did you stay at home <laughs> I, I didn't make the nod for those you ones you Ballon d'Or it's funny to you say that I did hear a rumour that at Palace the process is pretty Scott Dan comes in and says, "I've done the forms for you, lads." Yeah. And it was, uh, hey, Scott. It was free. It was free Comtes, two hazards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Whoever, whatever. This, this is but this, uh, really uh, shattering the. No, no, no. But listen, I, I don't know what point. Yes, that's right. There's but a but general the, the illusion that, that football is, <laughs> yeah, is, is, is Alan, on such a, reg a high regression level. to the mean. A regression <laughs> to the regression mean. To the I mean, think I that's like your it. term. But, uh, I think that, the, uh, the winner out. Also, now Oxley Chamberlain is a successful win back. He'll be in the team next <laughs> well, year. Well, listen, now that we've ruined everything about the PFA Awards for you, uh, when we come back after this short break, we'll ruin everything about the rest of football <laughs> in its entirety. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. 
Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. So apart from the fact that they all went out, I say they all, that's uh, my Algar went out and, and had a lovely evening with their, with their dicky bows on. Uh, Sunday, I thought, was, um, or the weekend, was the most prescient moment, I think, in football for a long, long time. Because not least of which, first of all, Kevin, let me, let me address this bit with you before we get down to the people who've got some uh, emotional involvement on it. Chelsea-Arsenal, mm. that struck me as being a, 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 an option that might just keep everybody happy right to the end of the season. Well, I think what's interesting about the Chelsea, I mean, the fact that Cahill went ill and he didn't, it didn't even seem to occur to him to put John Terry in his place instead he brought Aki in, who's just come back from Bournemouth. And it's like, whether that was punishing John Terry or whatever. But also the fact that, and I'll be interested in Arsenal about this, is that I know Arsenal fans who were really disappointed that they actually won that game because to use Martin's word about narrative, and I'm going to keep using Ponty words like that because the Turner Prize have now announced that there's no age limit <laughs> on the Turner Prize, so you never know. They might yeah, but have you won it three times already, you can't win it again. But there are Arsenal fans who don't simply don't like the idea of Wenger winning the FA Cup and then maybe going out on his own terms or using an FA Cup win or potentially. staying on his own staying. terms. And as a non-Arsenal fan, and it's interesting because the, the Arsenal podcast just came out before we came in and they managed to bicker amongst themselves in the doorway. <laughs> before, and I think the least Art Wenger deserves is the respect to be able to make his own decision. And watching Arsenal at Sellers Park a couple of weeks ago, and Arsenal weren't particularly good, Palace were very good, but the level of vitriol and abuse... From Arsenal that was, that was that was that was a, that was well, a spicy one. Wasn't well, it's it? the first time because we were quite nearly away fans. So I've never actually seen it up close, and it's it was, but it was from the start. It wasn't it wasn't just, it, and it was quite distressing as a girl. As I know a lot of Arsenal fans, and Arsenal aren't a club that are known for their you know, aggression, if you like, as as fans. And it was quite disturbing to watch, and it is it's interesting watching Arsenal fans really tear each other up. And, and it's like I know a lot of people who say that the big problem is. All the people who want Wenger out are the ones who never went to Highbury, the ones who've had their season tickets since the new stadium. So they, but there again, you think, well, they haven't known that much success, so there's no logic to that. Yeah, but it's got to be resolved. But I just think it just astonishes me that there are Arsenal fans genuinely upset at the fact, uh, the fact they won that game and now they uh, could win the FA Cup in a weird way. I mean, without without wishing to pile pain upon pain on this one here, that is the weird thing is that if. It, First of all, he's made the first step. He's got to the final in and, and in style. That yeah. was a brilliant game of football. That was against normal odds, backs against the wall. What, the one against Sutton or the one against Lincoln? <laughs> uh, what's the third one? Oh, that's it. <laughs> well, I'll give him away. But it, it, was, it, was a, it was a really good semi-final win. Absolutely. What, what if he wins the FA Cup? I want, I want us to win. I mean... The, and then... No, the, 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 I'll give you the. Okay, let's do the, the first problem. Is first, yeah. I mean, Kev's, Kev's mentioned a couple of things there that I, I want to seize on. Go the on, first, son. the first one is that obviously we've moved to a new stadium. There are about sixty thousand people in there, of which only thirty-eight thousand could have come from from Highbury mm. because that was the capacity there. I think 
as a hardcore fan base, we've probably got around 40,000 match-going fans that are proper Arsenal fans that have been for years and years. I'd say, actually, the other 20 probably came in on the season tickets opening up at the, at the Emirates. And I actually hear a lot of those saying that they're finger out, but also a lot of the dyed-in-the-wall older fans like myself who used to go to Highbury. There's a lot of us that are not finger out, but, well, some are, but some quite in between or quite realistic about uh, his performance as a manager. I think it's dodgy, and I think it's because of social media, I think it's because of Twitter, that people get grouped into mm. a massive fan base. Like, oh, see, Arsenal fans now want Wenger in. Well, no, they don't. 20% might, 20% don't, yeah. 20% don't care. It just seems to be, you can't group 40,000 people together and all their views. Because mine is... You know, you mentioned about winning the FA Cup. Yes, I'd love to. Do you want him to go respectfully? Definitely. He's an old guy that gave service to the club. I'm not an idiot. And do I want him to go? Yeah, probably. So if you ask that question, you know, 50 times outside Highbury or those three questions 50 times outside the Emirates tomorrow uh, before the match against Leicester, you're going to get a varying uh, yes, no, yes across the across we, the three. We get the same thing. We still got, um, there's, there's still Palace fans who won't have Allardyce who still like Japanese yeah. soldiers after World War II in 1945 refusing to admit it's <laughs> over. They won't, they simply can't accept. But, and it's, it's unpleasant. I mean, there's been a few moments, in, even after the Arsenal game 3-0, it was, it was nearly kicking off our local pub because there are people going, well, it's nothing to do with Allardyce. They're building on party. So I understand what's going yeah. on, but it's just there were friends of mine, Arsenal fans, openly saying they were disappointed by the result. And it's kind I, of don't, like, I don't think you can support a club and then say, I want to lose this game because I want this to happen yeah. next. But, you uh, support the club for what happens on but, the pitch. Yeah, but yeah, but Al, could you just quickly game. on that point, is the agenda confused if he gets a cup? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. Because we, we've we won two FA Cups in the last four years. And people then said that this will kickstart a challenge for the league. And it, it's right. utterly absurd to say that. Yeah. Uh, Grits will know more than me. But those seven games, they're random draws against different types of teams. When we won those two cups, the four teams we played at Wembley were Reading, Wigan... Hull and Aston Villa, all of which have been the in the championship teams. since. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All of which have been in the championship since. Three of which we struggled to, it, right, to, Martin, to actually beat. Here's the point. One point. Before, it was Hull you beat first time in the FA Cup, wasn't it? In the before, final. In the yeah. final. Because yeah. I said at the time to a mate of mine, that Wenger should have gone then. Well, Wigan on penalty to go out To deliver that trophy. Yeah. And just because uh, he could have got another job either at Arsenal with some kind of technical mm. thing or in another club, but whether it's his own pride or whether it's his ego or it's money, he carried well, on. Well, here's the thing, Mark. No, no, so you're inside that world, which you, you've been inside that world before. D- does he suddenly start strutting? Does he get a bit of peacock about him because he's now? I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he did after that. I mean, that was that was you know to beat City there. That that feels like a massive. But I think it was reasonably fortunate, and we were yeah, fortunate yeah, against yeah. Middlesbrough. But Al, right? It doesn't matter about the way that you. It happened. It happened. Now, do you get? Could, could can you see within that camp there may be that change of mentality? The way his, or is menta- it, his mentality, his changed, and in, or, but, or is it? No, the, died in the, 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 the overarching uh, sentiment towards the situation needs to have some sanity about it, some objectivity about it, which would suggest. Have that you, have you there ever, needs to be a been change. involved in football before? Oh, I don't know. And it would, uh, well, last year, perfect. Luis Van Gaal, 
you know, yeah. gets yeah. sacked the day after. True. It's uh, the cups, as Alan said, cups are a bizarre sort of. No one wants to be a cup team. A cup team who you know, there's no what that doesn't suggest consistency, doesn't suggest any sort of long term ambition apart from we'll yeah. just get up for the game. So um, I'd say the Arsenal, the the sentiment that the club have and the people have, it, it needs a change because the club I, actually, is ready for it. Because in a weird way, it's almost more endemic of the problem than it is the solution. Yeah, of course, yeah. It shows that on their day, they are a capable team, yet over 38 games in the league season, he hasn't been able to extract that from them. So that up for it thing that Martin said is very significant for me. There were two things said by an Arsenal manager and Arsenal player recently. Walcott saying after the game at Sellers Park that Palace were up for it right from the start. Yeah, he's not been on the pitch since, but, so but saying, Wenger was disappointed but, but, with him. But, yeah, saying. but saying, saying that openly, you can, o- you can only think that's a deliberate way of drawing attention to Wenger. Because why would you say that openly? Why would you, why would you say we didn't change it half time right from the... But also Wenger saying after the semi-final win, all a manager ever wants to see is that all his players are playing for him. Right? And if you have to point that out, there's a clear indication there's... He knows what it's like. That he knows what it's Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think these are things that... In years gone by, Arsenal were a close shop. There was nothing, no one ever, you never found out anything. Same as United, you you didn't know what was going on because they were clearly, either they were together or they were better at PR than they are now. Or Ferguson would cut them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact, what saddens me is the fact that it's been been done in public because Arsenal were a team that, I think all football fans respect teams like Arsenal. If If you know about the history of football, the tradition of football, you do respect and, and yeah. let's be fair in the past 10 years they're probably Tottenham now but Arsenal probably the only teams I would actually pay money to what to pay to watch play football because when they play football when they get it right they're a joy to watch so yeah, there is they, I think they're the best team in the Premier League uh, yeah, to I think, watch so I think anybody I think anybody who has any love for football doesn't want to see this played out like it is I mean I know there are yeah. fans who have who, uh, of course they enjoy the discomfort of Arsenal fans but it just needs to be sorted it needs to be one way well I think I'm, I'm, I'm adamant he's staying you think yeah I mean the, the company I work for we've been offering odds on it and we've always stayed on the line of him staying so whatever the price right. has been we've stayed there based right. on, now, based it, on it, insider knowledge or based on instinct um, bit of both well bit of both now can I ask I'll yeah. ask uh, let's, let's Martin, first of all, because before we get to sort of like the emotional part of it, has he earned the right to say that now, or should he pay more attention to? I'm going to say there's something of of of, of Munch's scream about this one for me, in which he's basically in the middle of this thing, and that he's he's either ignoring it or he's hearing it. I don't I don't quite know what it is. The, the belli- belligerence that comes from being—that's yeah. easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah. It just comes from being in that situation, that sort of kind of um, monopoly or the tyranny that you know if it was a different way around if he was like a really savage boss but he's, he's uh, you know he's quite anti you know he's, he's quite laid back about things which makes people get more aggressive about it but, I would imagine but so. he's a laid back man but with extraordinary power within a football club which mm-hmm. you don't see at any other football club yeah which you would, you would imagine isn't necessarily healthy for a decision making process at, at this stage at club, in his and career and a club that's that well set up you know a club that's done made every decision over the last 10 years to do things right off the pitch and to set up well as a business and you know and pay off their stadium to do the things that people would love to have been able to do in their love to be in their position but yet people are looking and going uh, you know they're, they're also ran still which is you know it's, well, it's not a position they should be in well he's not thinking that and now I suppose I, I'll, I'll give you this one Al go on 
the setup from top to bottom, who's running the show and who says yes or no to his future? Well, apparently he is. Apparently he is. Uh, apparently yeah. he's about as good as it gets, is it really? Well, yeah, because the... Okay, the owner has always said, along with the chairman or the, the face, which used to be uh, the Hill Woods and is now um, Chips Keswick, Sir Chips Keswick. Um, Someone's called Sir Chips. Sir Chips. Someone not yeah. from the Battle of Britain. He's called yeah. Sir Chips Keswick. He's also a racehorse owner as well. So he's, also, uh, he's quite well he's in He's also what? a racehorse owner. So uh, oh. usually oh. see him wandering about Cheltenham oh. Racecourse. Oh. Always yeah. want to tap him on the shoulder and say, Oh, what's going on? But Goodbye, um, Mr. Sir Chips. <laughs> <laughs> so as the face of the Arsenal PR machine and, and everything else that goes with it, they have even uttered these words. And I forget who said it, but one of the two of them said, if Arsene has a plan, we go with it. If Arsene doesn't have a plan, we keep quiet. Oh, wow. That's Gee, shocking. Wow, Yumping. It's a shocking. It's Mr. Chips. So that's a shocking level of... Ignorance as to to how the fans feel and what everything else is going on. The only person who tried deferring responsibility. The only person who's tried to break rank recently, Ivan Gazidis, the chief exec, who was actually employed by Wenger to be Wenger's boss, so he employed his own boss. But he (laughs) he he has recently had a fans forum where he sort of hinted at the fact that he wants to be in more control and should be in more control and that decisions are taken away from Arsenal. And as soon as Arsenal says he can have remains, it, he'll have fact it, yeah. remains, look, there's a two-year contract there. I believe it's already been signed. I believe they were just waiting for the right time to announce and I think that could be as soon Cup as... final! No, I, I actually think, and here's, here's a, maybe a bold call that might look stupid when you're listening to this in, in four or five days' time, but I would say if we beat Leicester tomorrow night, Arsenal Leicester tomorrow night. I would say if we beat Leicester tomorrow night, they'll announce it. I think they're waiting for three wow. wins on the spin, and wow. I think Arsene Wenger will be announced as a, a, a two-year extension in the next four or five days. Wowsing, wowsing, how, wowsing. How will that affect the atmosphere at the cup final? Then do you think it will? I think I, I think I think fans need to be behind the team. You can have an opinion. Say, you can that, have an you, opinion. You're in good. You're in good nick as supporters at. Wembley for the game yeah listen Everybody, you know, it's, it's all bets were off at that particular stage weren't they as, as I always say when I'm on, on the Arsenal podcast as well you can have an individual opinion as to whether you want the manager to stay or go if he's there you support that team yeah. nice let's see how yeah, I yeah. go um, Kevin I like I like the fact that we potentially have a chase for the title yeah. or do we do you think we have yeah, there's, I mean you started the wobble with Palace for yeah. Chelsea, and it's and it's been seen through a couple of times, and you cannot deny that suddenly there is now cracks. I surely think there are, and I think I don't think anybody thought the Palace result at Stamford Bridge was anything other than a a, a, a one off a one off yeah. decent result. Uh, their performance at Old Trafford was. I mean, astonishing. I mean, well, I thought in, in, I mean, in the do, context, do you give credit to Jose? Or? Oh, no, of course you know, you, yeah. you do. But in the context of how Chelsea have played all season with their commitment, the spirit, the organisation, that was an incredible, incredible result. But I think it'll be done and dusted. We, we're recording this half an hour before Chelsea play Southampton, Tottenham play Palace. I think it'll be done this week. Basically, I think. I think they, if, they, they just get. I think done. if Chelsea, yeah. I think if Chelsea win tonight, I think it probably leaves Tottenham too much to do 
I think Tottenham will win at Sellers Park because I think there's not a lot of legs left at Palace. But, 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 here's but, the, but there is. But I think what's interesting is it's now it's not just the top two, and I think a lot of football fans, and I'm, Alan won't like to hear this, but I think a lot of football fans would rather see Tottenham win it than Chelsea simply because of the way Tottenham play football but I think what's interesting is that suddenly four or five weeks ago it looked like the top four were done and dusted and now yeah. quietly United because uh, everyone the story is that United are having a bad season the Mourinho hasn't really have you I noticed think, that yeah. and then suddenly you look at the league table and their performance in the Europa Cup yeah their performance data and I know people don't like this because it's the result of the game that matters not the performance data but their performance data not as to in us, create, not create, to us. creating shots and everything else and unfortunately it's what you know we Deeply, deeply using the betting industry yeah. now. We, we we trust all of our uh, prices with that. Man- Manchester United are performing something like three times better than last season. And here we go. Three They've times. just been very, very unlucky. What? And, it sh- and it should actually twist. My God, unlucky's a thing in yeah, betting. Yeah. 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 Really? Uh, yeah, when I put Unlucky's money. a thing in football. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in our football, yeah. People talk about... You lose, you lose. People talk about Mourinho and his public criticism. You look at Martial again, because Burnley is a, r- a really tough team to play at, yeah. at, on at Turf Moor. United boss that game away and people talk about Mourinho public, publicly criticising I think Martial's t- uh, in the end his statistics was something like 81 sprints on Sunday more than any other player on the Man United so every time Mourinho publicly has a go at a player that player well, plays better yeah. next time and, well, and, it, and, and obviously Popper you know in the famous yeah. Tony, Tony Ancock idea is like he's, he's dragging the other all behind him you yeah. know because he's got the 90 million quid this game this game is, is, is wonderful. This has fallen at this particular point in it. Guardiola and Mourinho from, in, in the Manchester derby. Who's 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 ahead? And I, and, I, and obviously we know who is. But do you think that Mourinho suddenly just basically start to take the impetus here? Uh, I'd like Alan's term recency bias uh, yes it's a perfect it's a perfect it sums up perfectly what's happening there but I mean you know Pep throughout the season is one of those guys that can make stumble after stumble and people have given him that Mm. you know uh, grace but Mourinho's never had that Mourinho didn't he won't get the grace that's very true but also you look at the just the sentiment around the teams and the players and the way that you think those clubs should be going, the directions they should be going, and ultimately the directions they will go in because money will force that the issue. But people kind of forgot about United and, and kind of underestimated them a little bit. And I think um, going into that game, Mourinho, particularly after the way that they performed against Chelsea, you look at how you can stop those players. So let me ask you then, do you think that Guardiola, Martin, has... Um, I mean, if, given the fact it's his first season in English football, you'd argue he brings a lot of baggage into it, and you know, not necessarily, and it's not his own team. But that's also the argument that people had against uh, against Mourinho. So, who is at this point probably for you the stronger of the two managers? Well, Mar- Mourinho's understanding of the league is yeah. profound. You know, it's the yeah. fact that he yeah. he also knows that when you have to shut up shop and just and batten down the hatches, Pep doesn't seem He's to got understand no, that. No, <laughs> Pep won't use this excuse, but I, I, I've heard it said that you need 14 months at a club to actually turn it from whatever you took took over to it being your club as a manager well but the thing is but the thing is so what that suggests is you're going to get even better I think that's a good start Guardiola's narrative though if that's the case 
Quantico's narrative changed dramatically because in the first six months it was all about well, I'm, look at the is, pressure. I'm in good shape. I'm having it, and now he's all of a sudden going like, but they well, did that. It's, it's tough in the old Premier but League. City did do that the season before, if you remember. Yeah, they went off on that blistering, yeah. blistering one yeah. run where everyone thought they'd won it, and then Pep probably got. Off to two easiest start. Their fixtures were quite easy at the start of the season as well. And I wonder if he just thought, oh, this is easy, this. I don't need That's, to be... I think I don't think it's 14 months as a club. It's 14 months in the league. Because I don't think he's anywhere near come to terms with what the Premier League is like. Yeah. No, no, exactly and, right. And, and Mourinho has. Because we know it's always a, a cliche about Italian football, Spanish football. But basically, teams in the bottom half don't win away mm. from home. What was the game leagues, where so? they had a player sent off and he said that? They were at home against someone reasonably Hull, easy. Hull, Burnley, yeah, Burnley, and, and, and at yeah. the end of the game, he was almost like, oh, "I can't believe this league." <laughs> yeah, he's not, he says, "I can't believe that." <laughs> so what you, he what are you bastards all about? That's what it is. Yeah. Just, and I, I, I think nothing prepared him for that because the Bundesliga isn't isn't like that. Yeah, you know, you'll get a one-off once a decade result where somebody goes to Bayern and wins, but it doesn't happen year in year yeah. out. And the fact yeah. is. Teams that have got nothing to play for in the next couple of weeks will play. Will give yeah. City as hard a game as anybody else, and that's yeah. what, that's, that's going to be. That, that's going to. Like, I've got this. Is, this is a bit of. I think it's the beauty of it. Is the next six weeks, you will not believe how hard everyone's going to yeah. give them. Real. Yeah, yeah. A he's, real. He's got wish go. the older Cholton under Kirbishley were back yeah, in the league. Yeah, 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 roll over. <laughs> but listen, we got we got to wrap up here. But but before we go, there's still something we haven't resolved, which is my grin. Back when you were voting for the, inter- the, 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 the best player in Europe, uh, 1982. <laughs> okay, exaggerate for a fact. Right, last time you cast your vote. Now, put yourself back in the moment. <laughs> Obviously, you know, it's, this is big stuff for you. You know, you, you probably come to the training ground after a rigorous mm. regime and someone's pressed a pen in your hand. You go, what's that? Oh, no, that's unfair. You know what a pen is. <laughs> and a small piece of paper. Now, in your year, who did you vote for for the, 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 the bestest player of that season? God. I mean, well, yeah, that's what the FIFA one. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yes, uh, please. And uh, where would you have been? Would have been a, a, one what of the team two, would you have been at the time? Uh, 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 the one I remember played Chesterfield. That's the most recent one where. We had that because I went to Stockport and we didn't get, you don't get them in the conference. You don't get that form in the conference. <laughs> you only get it in the league. So, uh, right, so, so you were playing. Yeah, so you were it, would have been, it would have been, we would have been Ronaldo era, definitely. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, the old all, one all or the new one? Games, all those tough games I had against them. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, Martin, as a, as a comedian, and I hope this is true, that, that for example, when you were at Torquay and the, the voting forms came around for the FIFA Player of the Year, I'm going to guess that at least one player in the dressing room went, oh, they've left my name off again. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm sure that would have happened. Yeah, well, we, we, we had one occasion where we were voting for players, player of the year, our own club, and uh, there was one lad that was stamped on for it, but we knew he was arrogant enough that he would vote for himself. <laughs> so we all voted for him because we knew that when we were pulling out the paper and his name came out, then we would all be able to turn around to him and make him feel absolutely terrible <laughs> about voting for himself. And I wish I could share that name with you right now because he ended up playing, he's playing the Premier League as a, as a goalkeeper as well, a few, a few 
So hold on, you made sure yeah. every bit of paper oh, said his name. Every single so, player. So that so we <laughs> pulled them out in front of him, and, and 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 after we got to about after we got to about eight of them, we were this like, "This is gorgeous." We were like, "Absolutely." Oh. But, the, but the reason was because he was without a doubt the best player on the team. But we turned around, and we're like, "Going, wouldn't this be awkward? Wouldn't this just be awkward if they were all you? Because then you must have got lost." <laughs> and he sat there and squirmed through it, and we were like, "This is." This is uncanny. I mean, there must just be one other player in there. There must just be one other player. The, rare, the rarest treat of all is that the best player to make you feel uncomfortable was voted the best player. Yeah, yeah. You do not get that a lot. But then again... Is it Nigel Martin? <laughs> oh, he, no, he We're going to carry on chat about that. And we will say goodnight and thank you very much. That was a whistleblower. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network.